Hello, I'm Lori Peters, the host of the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you'll know how much I value writing, not only for personal expression, but to navigate the journeys of life, including grief. Writing has many mental and emotional benefits, and I'd like for you to experience that for yourself, so I'm inviting you to a class I teach on writing called Writing for Wellness. In this class, we'll spend 90 minutes writing, engaging in a few activities, and having discussion on a particular theme. The theme for the next class, which is June 25th, is happiness. To learn more and to register, go to my writing website, www.loriapeterswriter.com, and click on the Classes and Group Experiences page. I hope you'll join me as we explore the power of writing. Now on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hi, it's me, Lori, and welcome to today's episode of This Thing Called Grief. For those of you who are new, I'm a grief counselor and I have a private practice in South Central Pennsylvania. Today, I'm going to be talking about grief triggers. I'm going to get into what they are and how you can manage them when they arise. A trigger is anything like a person, a place, a situation, a sensory experience, or a general experience that reminds you of something or someone whether that's positive or negative. A grief trigger is a reminder of what you have lost, whether that's a person, a job, a relationship, a home, what have you. We all have had triggers and or grief triggers in our lives. And the biggest hurdle to overcome when it comes to these triggers is how to deal with the unexpected. Triggers are unpredictable. You never know what is going to come up in the course of the day, and more importantly, how you're going to handle it. And really, that can be scary and very anxiety-provoking. And normal. Yes, normal. I want to normalize this for you. Having a reaction to a trigger is completely normal and okay, especially, especially in grief. Our brains are wired to respond. So how do you know if you've been triggered? That is a very good question and one that I'm asked about often. You know you've been triggered when you are automatically taken back to the experience, in this case, the loss, and it feels as though you're actually experiencing it all over again. Anything can set off a trigger, whether it's a sight, a smell, a sound, music, that's a big one, 
a person who looks like the person who died, an item, basically anything that you associate, whether indirectly or directly, with the deceased person or whatever it was that you lost. Triggers happen suddenly and without warning. So please don't make yourself feel bad if you've had a trigger. Triggers are part of the bereavement process and they help us reconcile ourselves with the loss. Our reactions can vary when it comes to triggers. It can depend on what you're going through at the time. It can depend on what mood you're in. It can depend on how long you've been on the grief journey. And you'll find that some days you'll be more able to handle those triggers while other days, not so much. So how can you handle these triggers? And is it even possible? While it's not possible to prevent the occurrence of triggers, I believe it is possible to manage our reaction to them. And how do you do that? Well, I see it as a four-step process. I'm going to go over that with you here in a moment. So step one, accept that there will be grief triggers. We are surrounded. We are surrounded by people, places, and things that will trigger our grief. And while we never know when those triggers will happen, just accept that you will have them. Step number two, extend compassion to yourself. When triggered, don't get down on yourself for reacting. Remember that it's normal to have triggers. What I find helpful for me is to place my hand on my heart when triggered and say to myself softly, I'm okay. I'm okay. And this is okay for me right now. Step number three, let the feelings wash over you. Like I say on nearly every episode here, feel the feelings, feel them. Don't push them away when they come up when when you're triggered. Don't ignore them. Let yourself cry. Let yourself feel sad or mad or whatever feeling comes up for you. But if you're feeling really self-conscious about crying in public, maybe that makes you super uncomfortable, then you can do this very simple and quick visualization exercise. So close your eyes real quick and think of any container, any container, whether it's a box, a hope chest, a trunk, a suitcase. It could be something you own or maybe you've seen somewhere. When that feeling arises that you don't feel comfortable in the moment to face, such as crying or sadness, for example, put that feeling into whatever container you've identified and then tuck it away to be dealt with later. Remember that you're not ignoring the feeling. You're not stuffing it away never to deal with it. You're just putting that feeling away for the moment, temporarily. Remember that any feelings left unexpressed will come out eventually. So learn to safely face those feelings. So you have your container, you put your feeling in the container for you to deal with later. And as a side note here, I'm going to recommend journaling with this step. 
If you've put away a feeling over the course of the day, once you're in a safer space, maybe at the end of the day, take out that feeling from your container, feel it, face it, and then journal about what comes up for you. Writing helps you process what you may not be able to speak about. And then there's step number four, take a slow, deep breath. Triggers cause our brains to panic and go into hyper alert mode, which can make us act in ways we probably don't want to. So to return to a calmer state, a more rational state of mind, take a few deep, slow breaths to bring the thinking parts of our brains back online. So let me recap those four steps for you again, real quick. Number one, accept that there will be grief triggers. Number two, extend compassion to yourself. Number three, let the feelings wash over you. And number four, take a slow, deep breath. Try to remember these steps the next time a trigger comes up. And maybe you wanna practice them so when a trigger does arise, you'll be more prepared to handle them. And with that, that ends this week's episode. Remember that it's okay to be triggered, it's part of grief, and with some practice, it is possible to lessen the impact a trigger has on you. Next time, I'm going to be doing a two-part mini-series on creative activities to help you process your grief. In part one, I'll be focusing on adults. And in the second part, the following week, I'll talk about kids. Until next time, keep going. Please keep going. Take it one day at a time and take care of yourself.